To quote Tom Petty, the Los Angeles Kings are free-fallen. A mess for the Kings as the All-Star break is here. We'll also talk about some first-half surprises and our own Locked on NHL voting for the Norris Trophy. All on today's episode of the Locked on NHL podcast, we are your team every day. Your Locked on NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into today's episode of the Locked On NHL Podcast. Once again, we are your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making the Locked On NHL podcast your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. Today's episode of Locked On NHL is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your best bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started on today's episode of locked on NHL. We will discuss the Los Angeles Kings who are in the midst of a skid or is it a full fledged trip? We'll uh, we'll discuss on today's show. We'll also take a look at some of the surprises of the first half of the season so far and our own voting uh, for the Norris trophy. We'll see who's on top for right away and uh, some other players that could potentially close the gap. My name is Seth Topal, one half of the dynamic duo for your Western Conference Tuesday edition of Lockdown NHL. Nick Morgan, host of Lockdown Predators, joining me today as well. Nick, uh, not a good time to be the Los Angeles Kings, who, if you look at the uh, standings, they are 2-5-3 and three in their last 10 games, but it feels like they have uh, been substantially worse than that for a uh, long, long time. And so uh, just looking at what has led to them going from one of the top three in the Pacific Division to now being the top wild card for now, uh, yeah. it's, it's dicey for King- the Kings right now. Yeah, two wins in the entire month of January, and they only have one game left. Uh, So, yeah, for a team that kind of looked like a Stanley Cup contender uh, about 30 days ago, Seth, it's it's a little bit jarring for the Kings fans. You know, we we talked, I want to say last week when we were going through some Kings stuff, and, you know, it starts with Cam Talbot. Remember the reason the Kings fans were, you know, or or Kings were so highly rated was because Cam Talbot kind of looked like a Vezina Trophy guy. Yeah. And we were going, oh, hey, remember when we sort of uh, laughed at the Kings for going all in with Cam Talbot? Huh. Well, joke's on us. Uh, I'm happy to say the joke is no longer on us, Seth, because Cam Talbot uh, not let's just the nice way to say is he's he's fallen back to earth uh, a little bit. You know, he's, the stats are still decent, like nine eleven save percentage, two two and a half goals against average. But 
he was putting up like, you know, 930, 935, you know, not that long ago. So yeah. that tells you how far that percentage is dipped kind of tells you how bad he's been. You look at his numbers in January, uh, 06 and 2 in the month of January with a 4.28 goals against average and 873 save percentage. He has given up um, three or more goals in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the uh, eight starts that he's made. And so not only that, but you got Drew Doughty calling out um, particular members of the Kings Mm. team saying that there are players that are currently on that team that uh, are stat chasing as opposed to trying to pick up wins and they're failing at it based on the stats it's it is just it's gone south so quickly that they went from a team that was like squarely in the uh, western conference playoff picture to now there are rumblings that todd mcclellan may not last the season and they may be sellers at the deadline. Like that's how quickly things have fallen. That they're now are they're looking like a team that that's not going to be trying to make additions at the trade deadline. And you know, you look at some of the uh, players that have just not lived up to what they need to be right now. How about Pierre Luc Dubois with twenty points? Twenty points in forty seven games. He has 10 goals for a guy who they traded major assets for and then signed to a large extension. Uh, He has three goals and three assists in the entire month of January, but is a minus 12 in that span. And so just a guy that they need way more from, they're just not getting near enough from Pierre-Luc Dubois at this point in the season. And look, I get that plus minus isn't the end all be all for great stats in this league, but look at the rest of the Kings roster. You know, Adrian Kempe plus 13, Anze Kopitar plus 14, Quentin Byfield plus 14, uh, Drew Doughty plus 10. There's a lot of positive Mikey Anderson plus 12. And, uh, you know, so everybody is, you know, near plus. Some of the other ones are kind of right under. And then you look at um, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and he's minus 16. That is, it's the lowest on the team, and it's, you know, pretty jarring considering what the highest plus on the team is. I mean, that's a, that's a 30, like a 30 plus minus difference. And so, I mean, it is telling you that Pierre-Luc Dubois not necessarily kind of playing the brand of hockey that I think Kings fans expected him. You know, we, we saw, you know, a guy that had a lot of heart in Winnipeg, even if the stats weren't always there, you know, he had the heart, uh, you know, in, you know, Columbus, he sort of built himself as, you know, sort of that feisty guy that, yeah, he was the number three pick, but he was always willing to, you know, kind of do the gritty work, you know, fit in with that John Tortorella system. Uh, And we're not seeing it in L.A. this year. I mean, he's just not playing with any heart right now. And it's biting the Kings because when you look at the Winnipeg Jets for chance, the team he came from, and you look at Alex Ayafalo, uh, and you especially look at Gabe Velarde, 
you know, the two big pieces that the Jets, you know, got for him. And they're doing really, really well in Winnipeg. So right now, I mean, if you're the Kings, Seth, is there buyer's remorse? Uh, it certainly is looking like a deal that um, went south. I mean, it just like it, it's it's mind boggling how quickly this flipped. And it, it's crazy, too, because you look at the peripheral numbers in January, like their power play in the entire month of January. Twenty six point eight. That's pretty good. Their penalty kills at 88.1. And so it's not like they're losing. There's it's not like they're losing these games in, you know, give up a power play goal here or you can't uh, you can't score on the power play to get yourself back into it. Like the peripheral numbers are pretty good. It just they're just losing these games three nothing, four nothing, five one. Like it it is it it's like you throw a a stick into somebody's bike spokes. You just, it locks up and you go just full head over heels over the, uh, over the handle. Uh, it, it's, it is a mess for the Kings right now. And it like, what do you do to fix it? Yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of people and, you know, we, we called out Dubois, we called out, you know, Talbot for, you know, sort of being the crux of all this, but there's a lot of people that have taken a step back too. You know, Adrian Kempe, remember he had 41 goals last year. Uh, you know, the only seven or 17 this year. So he's a little off the pace. Kevin Fiala is a little off the pace from where he was last year. Anze Kopitar, we, we, we always talked about like whether Kopitar, like when that regression was going to kick in. And he had done very well the past few years to sort of fight that off. Still putting up good numbers, but it's it's not the, you know, 80 point guy from a few years ago. Like he's showing his age a little bit. He's not going to get back up there. So you can't rely on him anymore like you did the past couple of years. So it's uh, obviously we called out a few people, Seth, but in the end, it's a team effort for the LA Kings. And there's going to be needs to be some more people up and down this Kings roster that elevate their game. Uh, if, if they want to get this back on track for the second half of the year. And I'm, um, you know, it remains to be seen on whether they can. Yeah, it's it is a team to watch for sure, because if they do decide that they're they're not going to be capable of, of getting into the postseason, they've got some pieces that I think would be very appealing for other playoff teams like maybe the Vancouver Canucks who continue to pace the Western Conference. We'll talk about them. As we turn our attention to first half surprises, and there are certainly plenty good and bad. So we'll take a look at some of the surprises of the first half of the season as we continue today's episode of the Lockdown NHL podcast after this. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Folks, it's almost Nick's favorite time of year, Super Bowl Sunday. And for all of you who celebrate... FanDuel, America's number one sports book, has got you covered for the big game. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your snacks, and placing some Super Bowl bets. Well, FanDuel has so many ways for you to do that. So you can end the season with a W. Whether you're a fan of the Chiefs or 49ers 
or not. Not only can bet who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. And new customers, if you're joint, uh, listening, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Today's episode is also brought to you by Factor. If you are looking to get yourself in better shape or even eat better, Factor can help you take the stress out of meal planning with their ready-to-eat meals. Skip the grocery stores, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Skip the overpriced takeout trap as well. Factor is cheaper and way more delicious than takeout. Get chef-crafted, restaurant-quality meals delivered right to your door. They're ready to heat and eat in just two minutes, which means more time for you. Head to factormeals.com slash LockedOnNHL50 and use code LockedOnNHL50 to get 50% off. That's code LockedOnNHL50 at factormeals.com slash LockedOnNHL50 to get 50% off. Welcome back to today's episode of the Locked on NHL podcast. Once again, we are your team every day. Seth Topol and Nick Morgan turning our attention to first half surprises. I think there's one clear cut biggest surprise of the first half, Nick, and that happens to be the team leading the entire Western Conference in points. Uh, how surprised are you, Nick, that the uh, Vancouver Canucks continue to just chug away after many of the um, many of these stats people on uh, X many of the stats people expecting them to have a drop off and they just continue to win it's interesting uh, calling the Canucks a surprise and I'm not really sure I would because how many times did we talk about, like, on paper, this should be a great team? Like, hey, they have Elias Pettersson. They have Quinn Hughes. They have Thatcher Demko. They have franchise players in every position. And the biggest surprise has just kind of been, why can't they just put it all together? I would say that's been more of the surprise. I, I think this is more of the Canucks finally meeting expectations because mm-hmm. I mean let's be honest a team with Elias Pettersson who's been uh one of the best players in the entire NHL over the last three seasons I think like that, the fact that they're good shouldn't be a surprise um maybe the biggest surprise on the Canucks roster are, are the people that are kind of helping you know the main core guess who leads the team in points right now Seth JT Miller Remember him? Remember when it was like, wow, that was a bit that he signed that contract, and it's like, huh, that's a big overpay for JT Miller. <laughs> uh, guess who's leading the team in goals right now? Brock Besser. Remember when Brock Besser was sort of 
fell off after his rookie year and the Canucks were desperately trying to get rid of his contract. So to me, the biggest, I think, surprise in the Canucks' success, it's not necessarily the fact that they're here on top of the stands at this point. It's how much high-end help they've gotten from other players on the roster besides Patterson and Hughes. Yeah, and you and you need to have that as a, a team that expects to go anywhere or to make any sort of playoff noise. Like you need obviously your top level guys to be top level guys, but you also need key contributions up and down the roster. And Vancouver is just getting that and then some. So major props to Vancouver. You know, you think about even uh, as Recently, as a couple of years ago, what happened with Bruce Boudreaux, uh, how it looks like they were, you know, in the midst of a rebuild and they have gotten the steadying presence of Rick Tockett, who has just continued to get the most out of that roster. And it's it is no coincidence that they currently are tied for the most points in the NHL with 71 with the Boston Bruins. Uh, What about the Winnipeg Jets. This may be more of a. There's uh, your surprise. This may be more of a contender for biggest surprise. A team that we talked about in the off season as are they gonna are they gonna blow things up? Like are they gonna take a step back and all of a sudden Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley re upped and they have continued to be uh, a team that's paced the uh, Central Division. They've been in the top three all season. Uh, so let's let's give the crown then to the Winnipeg Jets for uh, for most biggest surprise of the uh, first half. Yeah, I can remember you and I talking and going, you know, when that Dubois tw- trade went down, we were like, all right, here's here's the Band-Aid, uh, you know, Hellebix and trade rumors. It, it's all going kind of downhill from here now for, for Jets fans and. You know, instead, a lot of the people like Shifley, like Hellebuck, that we're like, okay, they're, you know, sort of in a weird spot. The Jets are going to have to kind of kick the tires to see what they got. They're the ones that have stepped up and are each having some, you know, some of their best seasons right now. We talked about in the last block, you know, a lot of the guys that they got from the Kings, like Velarde, like I follow, have stepped into a role and have played really, really well for them. Uh, I am sad to report that they, I think, broke the they broke that massive um, streak they had of games with three goals or fewer allowed because uh, they they allowed four in two games this past week. But they're still right there um, in, in terms of points percentage, the highest team in the central right now. Uh, they're I think third in the actual standings, but they have a couple games in hand on both Colorado and Dallas. Um, I would say the Jets are the bigger surprise, Um, you know, and honestly, Seth, if they would have been like in a wild card spot right now, like kind of in that tier of teams, that would have been a bit of a surprise to me as well. So the fact that they're here where they're at, that's a massive surprise. Yeah. Major ups to Rick Bonus, who continues to. I remember after last season when he was critical of his team's performance and there were some thoughts on that uh, shared on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it 
Um, there were some sh- thoughts shared that, uh-oh, maybe that, uh, that's not the correct route to go, but it, he continues, again, continues to be a really solid hire for the Jets, and he continues to get really good things out of that lineup. Mm-hmm. How about the other team? There's another one that I think is certainly worthy of consideration because they're written off after their slow start to the season and now just look like they may never lose again. The Edmonton Oilers, who have won, and this is not a typo, 16 games in a row. And now they sit in the third spot in the Pacific Division, five points clear of the Los Angeles Kings. And they've only played 45 games, Nick, and they have won 29 of them. Which was pretty good, considering they lost a lot of games (laughs) at the beginning of the season. Um and the thing about the Oilers that's impressive, Seth, is it's not it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, Connor McDavid finally woke up and said, nah, screw this. I'm putting this team on my back. Uh, but hey, Stuart Skinner has played really, really well over the last little bit. That's a big reason. It feels like the Oilers are the type of team that's going to live and die by goaltending. We've talked about that before. Uh, Stuart Skinner has had a great last few weeks uh and look they had like the jack campbell debacle calvin picard came into the lineup and i think everybody was like uh great calvin picard our season is saved hashtag sarcasm (laughs) calvin picard's been great one of the better backups in the nhl since he's been called into the lineup um so you know for the for a team that kind of lives and dies by goaltending that to me has almost been the bigger factor in the Oilers turning things around than Connor McDavid just kind of kicking into high gear. That is certainly a big factor. I mean, it's Connor McDavid. When he's hot, he's the best player in the league. But to me, goaltending is what's driving that turnaround right now. Yeah, 100%. Um, it, and it's, it's funny because... We just the, the thought was just if the Oilers could simply get on track, like if they could just get both wheels back on the road. And they have. And look at them now. 16 wins in a row. And uh, they are as big of a factor as any of the other teams in the Pacific Division because they've got five games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights and they're only five points back of them. So... Looking good for Edmonton right now. Yeah, I would say so. Now, from the other side of the coin, biggest surprises in terms of disappointments. Uh, I'm just going to throw out an honorable mention to the Seattle Kraken and the Minnesota Wild from a negative standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, Both teams at 21 and 28 right now. And I know people say, well, 21, 23, and 5 is... just a couple games below 500 no it's not it's seven games below because overtime losses are just losses that take slightly longer um even though you get the the pity point for them um so those are two teams i think from a negative side of things that are have been surprises although to be honest i think this has just been lurking in the weeds for the minnesota wild for the last couple of seasons so maybe more so for seattle but 
Um, I, I, I would just to chime in real quick. I would say see the way Seattle was built last year is you have to have it exactly right every year to to replicate yeah. that success. So uh, to me, not a huge surprise that they've taken a little bit of a step back. Yeah, it's it's more so just kind of this is who they are if if things don't go exactly according to plan. So those are the big surprises for the Western Conference so far this season. We'll finish by taking a look at the inaugural Norris Trophy voting as voted on by Locked On NHL hosts. That's on the way to finish today's episode of Locked On NHL after this. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive and well in the garage. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Final segment of today's episode of the Locked on NHL podcast. Once again, we are your team every day, and we thank you for making Locked on NHL your first listen each and every day. Western Conference Tuesday edition of the Locked on NHL podcast. Seth Topol and Nick Morgan finishing things off by talking about the Norris Trophy and much like we did last week, talking about the uh, Hart Trophy race, we have uh, voting that we do for all of the Locked On NHL hosts to try to get a sense as to kind of where some of these awards are at at this point in the season. And actually what I'm going to do here, just for the sake of giving uh, all of the uh, viewers on YouTube an opportunity to see this. Mm. I'm just going to pop this in while we talk about the names that are uh, currently in the top 10. Uh, but then, I'll, of course, I'll read them off for the uh, the audio listeners as well. But uh, here's what we got for Norris Trophy uh, at this current time. So Quinn Hughes leading the pack at uh, number one, followed by Kale McCarr. Then uh, you go to number six, Miro Heiskanen. Uh, then you've got Roman Yossi, and you've got Evan Bouchard uh, making up the uh, – and Josh Morrissey and Josh making Morrissey. up the Western Conference portion of the voting. And so let's just start with Quinn Hughes. Is that the uh, right call, Nick, uh, at least from our esteemed colleagues, in terms of the Norris Trophy at this point in the season? Uh, I think so. Uh, I mean, he he's not only, I think, the best offensive defenseman in the league this year, the amount of points he's put up. Uh, I think he's, what, six in the NHL in points right now. Uh, because him maybe eight because I know it's like him, Pedersen, and and uh, Miller are all in the top ten for the NHL. Uh, not only is he killing the offensive side, but defensively, uh, he's been one of the best shutdown defenders in the NHL this year. It's almost like 
you know, he, he kind of the year he's having kind of reminds me of the year McCarr had with Colorado a couple of years ago where he had the 86 points, but was also really solid on the defensive end of the ice. And I think Quinn Hughes across the NHL is playing the best two way defensive game uh, this season. But you know what, Seth? Uh, I don't think Kale McCarr this season is right is that far behind him either because I think Kale McCarr is having another really really solid year. So yeah, the the they're one two. Uh, I think Hughes definitely has the edge, but I don't think he's that he's not in like runaway territory. Sure, I think McCarr is that close to him right now. Yeah, and it's fun to have all of these, what's it like to be a team that has a young defenseman that can put up points and can also, uh, can also defend uh, in pretty, uh, pretty successful manners as well. Um, It it would be fun from a uh, Minnesota. Oh wait, Minnesota wild do have what looks to be a budding uh, potential candidate for the Norris. I know he did not make the voting this time around, but Brock Faber, I think, is going to be a name that we hear in uh, in the voting in future seasons. Maybe a little premature this year, but um, just he he does a lot of the same things that uh, that all of these players on this list do. Just once he adds some of the offensive side to it, because what do we know about the Norris Trophy voting? They love it's, them some offense. They love those points. Love me some points, and so. Um, it's it's not a surprise that Quinn Hughes is leading the pack. Um, I was a little surprised, I guess, at this point to see Roman Yossi in eighth. But you Me may be too. you may be more able to uh, to speak to why he should be higher. Um, so I will uh, give you the opportunity to do that. Wait, you're asking me why he should be higher, or do you, do you think he's oh, in the I, right I, spot? I, Look, I love Roman Yossi, one of my favorite players, and I think he's having an okay year, but I'm not sure I put him higher than where he is right now. Um, Like, you know, I think that's just the Nashville Predators being the Nashville Predators. Um, Yeah, like I I think the one person on this list that I would actually put higher um, is is Josh Morrissey. That's the person on this list that I think is a little bit underrated. Um, and I think you can also make a case for Miro Haskinen being a little bit higher up this list as well. But yeah, I mean, Roman Yossi, I think, is is getting some name recognition votes. Um, he's starting to turn it around offensively. And I do think his defense, it's been hit or miss, but it's been, you know, I think the best defensively at points we've seen him this season. I, I just think there there's more players in the Western Conference who I would put higher this season than Roman Yossi. And I, this is, let me look at my hats. Like I love Roman Yossi was one, the captain of the Nashville predators, but I, I'm, I just, I think there's other players in this list that deserve to be higher than him. Very nice of you to throw consideration to John Merrill for, uh, for the Norris. Very, very yeah. nice of you to do that. Hey, Jacob Middleton too. <laughs> Why not just throw him in there? I'd put Middleton on this list over over Johnny Vibes, but um, that's just me. I would um, put me on this list higher than John Carroll. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, the I think the voting right now is pretty pretty on par. Uh, it seems like it's Hughes and Makar at the very defined top, and then there's just a little bit of space. Um, all I know about uh, Noah Dobson on the Eastern Conference side is that he just he plays a ton of minutes a night, and obviously is a very good defenseman. But I think he is, and the rest of the pack I think are a, a little step below what uh, what Hughes and McCarr have done so far this year. So yeah, we'll have updates on that. Uh, I would imagine we'll get a Vesna voting uh, update here pretty soon. So maybe we talk about that next week. Uh, we'll also keep an eye on the All-Star game and see if anything of note happens there. Maybe the Western Conference or one of the uh, one of the teams for the West wins it. We'll uh, we'll find out. Maybe maybe it's not even watchable. Time will tell. There, there are endless possibilities for the All-Star game. Uh, and so we'll uh, keep an eye on those. So make sure that you keep an eye on Locked on NHL. And uh, make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms as well as on YouTube so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.